Hello, and welcome to the Vivolution podcast. Since starting in late 2016, Vivolution has been creating inspiring events for the plant-powered generation. Each episode of this podcast will share with you stories and ideas told by plant-based thought leaders from the Vivolution stage. This In Conversation sees Jeanette Fernandez of Eat Drink Vegan speak to Natural Balance Foods co-founder Jamie Combs about the whole foods revolution they've been spearheading here in the UK. This talk was recorded on the Eat Drink Vegan stage at Vivolution Festival 2018. How are you today? I'm getting better all the time. When I heard him, I was like, wait, you're not, you're not from here. I know. He is from the US. He is a Midwesterner from Ohio, is that correct? It's true. So, <laughs> so it was very cool to me, like if people here, I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I don't know that accent, but it's not from here. All right, cool. So talk to us about what you do. I mean, does everybody know Jamie right here? Is this our first time meeting just all of us together? <laughs> Hello, everyone. So, okay, so you are the managing director of Natural Balance Foods. Oh, yeah, I'm the founder and managing director of Natural Balance Foods, so we're the guys that make Naked Bars. Naked Bars. Who's had a Naked Bar before? Yay! Thank what? you very much. Me too. <laughs> you, you let me do it. Let me do it. Hey, that's great. So, um... So how, why, how did you get this started? I mean, we all we know is the whey protein bars, mm. full of sugar, full of this. How did you come into what made you think about this? Yeah, I think like what a lot of people see, we saw too, was that uh, we've just kind of got a particular take on what's going on. We've got kind of a funny language that we use to kind of label what's going on. But So what we think is going on basically in kind of the big meta macro is we think there's kind of a holistic revolution going on. We think the way that people are starting to think is more ecological in nature, right? People are starting to realize that what's going on is a lot more like a garden than a gold mine. Just in terms of that way of things, that synergy together where you're putting out good products for a better end, you can really, we're at a point in history where you can, thinking in things in a different way, you can do the right thing um, is the smart thing to do. And so when we look at that as this way, what's going to happen in the next 20 years, 50 years, people are going to realize that they're more a part of the planet. This idea that you're separate from it versus you grow out of it like an apple tree, turns out that that has big implications kind of down the road. Um, and then in the context of food, so if you take that kind of big abstract idea, what does that mean in the context of food? That means, in our point of view, that people are going to move more and more as society gets technocentric, there's going to be a predictable pushback towards nature centrism. And what does that mean in the context of food? In the context of food, I think that means whole food. That's the common sense that you should eat what comes out of the ground most of the time. And that the idea of your relationship with food is to keep it pure and unfiltered between you and the natural good stuff, as opposed to the idea of, oh, nature's full of bugs and things and I want to keep it away from me and I'm going to use the miracle of science to keep myself protected. Mm -hmm. Just two different kind of common senses. And I think the long future is with the, hol the holistic way just ecologically thinking, just gets applied to more and more things. And when you do that, you realize that a lot of things that you thought were in uh, competition with each other, you're really just trying to get balance. So that's why we talk about natural balanced foods. Because from our point of view, it's not so much about right or wrong, it's just out of balance. We look at the world and there's just too much processed food. Just too much is too much. And it's not that you have to eradicate all of it, but what do you want instead so our lingo, we talk about whole food alternatives. The things you already like, but just on a better base, on a better platform mm -hmm. of fruits and nuts and basic whole food ingredients. And let's see if we can get to those tastes that you really like that way. 
as opposed to from con some confectionery approach. Mm. And so, long-winded uh, answer. Uh, no, no, it's perfect. So you, you, starting a a, a plant-based vegan product is not the easiest. Mm. How? What made you do like from the idea yep. to it actually starting and going for yeah. it? What felt like we had a little bit of the future, you know. I think a lot of people, you've got this desire to have an impact or do something useful, but you don't quite know what to do with it or where to go from there. Uh, I had the advantage of kind of from looking at it this way, you kind of thought you knew the future, that it only goes in one direction. If society is getting more technocentric, and that sure seems for sure, mm. then it may not be as big, but equal pushback, that nature-centric pushback felt to me like that's going to be inevitable and accelerating as time goes on. Mm. In every industry, Crossware is going to start to feel that, whether it's electric cars or whole food alternatives. And so when I see all of that in its different forms, I just kind of feel like, yep, that's what it looks like, because when you start to scratch it, nature, what you get is holism, mm. basically. If that makes sense. So having that future, I felt like we could go into the grocers and say, I'm not, I don't have a trend. I have the next phase that's coming. So you would be able to come into those awkward early meetings to Tesco and they'd look at you and be like, Cal V, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> vegan, this thing. And we'd say, you know, hey, we're not crazy. We're first. There's more people coming. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't, this is a generational shift of way of thinking of things. And this whole, your whole category, you've just got too much processed crap down every aisle. And the next 20 years are just going to be whole food alternatives blossoming up. Mm. Uh, and that's kind of plant-based, effectively, down every aisle. Because there's just a generational common sense that I think is different. Um, that people who don't appreciate it don't appreciate how big it's going to be and how when the, the minority turns to the majority in that sense. You know, the mm. used, to, used to be persecuted little vegans. But pretty soon we're the majority, you know. And with that is, is great, but also comes responsibility, I think, to articulate what we want instead. Hmm. Um, so, so, so your um, when you started your company, mm -hmm. what was like? Let's say from idea to yeah. actually doing it. What was mm -hmm. like step one? Step yeah. yeah. Okay. Good question. Yeah. What was step one? Because yeah, no, like sometimes yeah, who yeah, like yeah. wants to start a plant based yeah. business or vegan or product, and you're yeah, like, yeah. I have this great idea. I have so, no clue yeah. how to do it. Like, what would yeah, you say? And you're so far from like where you know you're so far. Yeah. But what most people have, I talk about it this way. Most people in their short game, I always think that there's four things you kind of like. When I was starting out trying to figure it out, you get overwhelmed at first because mm -hmm. there's just too much is too much, and you just get paralysis because there's too much. At least I did. And so I figured at the early days, before you've actually done it, but you've got that early days where it's this lonely period where it's just you believing in this thing that's going to happen someday, um, that you've got your short game to deal with, your inner world, your ideas, your emotions, and what you do with your time. And that's what everybody has, right? And it's managing that. You know, what's your philosophy, your attitude, and your habits, right? Those are lonely periods when you're by yourself, right? That, so everyone's got their short game, but are you reading and exercising and meeting the right people or falling come to distraction? So I found that managing your short game is really hard if you've got a project by yourself because no one else is there. You don't have a support system to it. So that kind of internal discipline, that's why there's got to be a passion in there, not only for what you want in the end, but for the activity in and of itself. Mm -hmm. I just love to make bars, I, you know, just <laughs> the thing in itself, you know, because if that's not there, um, so that's one challenge is managing your people's short games. And it's tough because you got to have the right ideas and the right attitude and do the right things over and over. Hmm. Um, but so for that, for early days, that's just what a lot of people are doing, getting up to the idea. They're being vegans and they're trying recipes and they're, 
they're getting all of their credentials and experience so they know what they're mm -hmm. talking about. But so then the second bit is your mid-game. So if you've got your short game together and you're like, all right, I can focus myself and I can spend my time well and I don't get depressed and burn out and lose a week, then you can start to manage your mid-game, what I call your, your physical environment, your office, your desk, your backpack, your computer, the stuff you touch every day that really affects you. Those early days, you know, we started, I started Natural Balance on a kitchen table. But that kitchen table is really important. You know, those few items that while you have them, before you have all the benefits, it's your desk. Is all that stuff ready so you can step in and do the right things that make it easy for you to work? So is your mid-game generative? Like our critique of like the food industry is that the, the whole category, when grocery in the store, it's not generative. It doesn't help you make better choices. It incentivizes you to make bad choices. So, your house, the things that seem simple. Like I had a boss once that really embarrassed me. He just walked up to me. He's like, Combs. I'm like, what? He's like, would you hire the guy that worked at that desk? Nope. <laughs> you know? Would you hire the guy who had that back? You know? But literally, those are the tools that before you've achieved anything, you've got to get all those ducks in a row and get that machine pumping, and then the story of success can happen. Mm. But that's the, the kind of lonely part. But once you have those two, then you can start putting together, and this is what we had, and the most important thing, I think, is a long game. When you guys don't have anything, you have a long game, which is a story. It's a narrative. It's got a beginning and a middle and an end, and there's heroes and victims and villains. And if you can tell the story, even though you haven't done it, you can recruit people and businesses and everything else into the story. Like we have the story of there's a holistic revolution going on. That means there's a whole food revolution going on. That means your stores have over, you know, I could tell a whole story based on that. And I hadn't done anything yet. But when they said that, you could say, well, that's just because we're at the beginning of the story. Mm. <laughs> we're at the part of the story where you take it and then we do this and then we go, you know. But if you can control that story and it can have the advantage of being true and inevitable. So you're walking into that story. That's mm. why we felt so confident. It's like, I can't see any way that the next 20 years, if we're going to get out of any of our mess, we're not eating more whole food more often one way or another. I mean, there's just no other way to do it. So something will you feel not only passionate about, but so certain, because it's that certainness that's going to make your long game convincing before you've actually done anything. Mm. You know, so we, you know, because our mid game in the early days, the first bars weren't that great, but the long game was always great, if mm. that makes sense. Um, and that's nice in the sense that that doesn't cost you anything. That's just getting your passionate short game in line with what you want to do. And if you really want to help the world, great. Overlap them. You know, there's lots of ways to make money and start businesses and do all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Why would you participate in anything that you don't feel morally great about? So, but that's all long game and that's all free. And then if you do those things right, you find your mid game, your physical stuff starts getting better around you and then you get money and then you get a better this and a better that and all this stuff starts surrounding you. But it, it's attracted to you, I think, because you've got your short game together and your tight little operating mid game and you've got a long game where even though you're at the beginning, you're cool being at the beginning. I lived in a van, sold all my stuff, had nothing, and we were like, this is the part when I live in a van, you know? Like, okay, <laughs> you know? But what's gonna happen is they're gonna take that and then this is gonna happen and I'm gonna get a better van or whatever. Um, but being able to be, and that's where that attitude part of your short game is. If you can kind of be philosophic in there and realize like this isn't set in stone, this is just what I'm doing now. So um, do you think, helpful. so looking at the, when I was, and you were so right. When you said that, I completely mm -hmm. agree. I, I look at a lot of businesses that's starting. Yeah. And there's a lack of patience. Mm -hmm. Like, we want the immediate. Like, why am I not successful already? I'm like, oh, wait, this is not. Yeah. We're, you're just starting, dude. Like, you don't. 
you don't, you don't, des- uh, not that you don't deserve it, but like you haven't worked hard and you haven't been put it in the work. Mm-hmm. So how do you fall in, in love with putting in the work when you're going to fall on your face like a bunch of times? Like mm-hmm. it's going to be, like you said, yeah. wrong a bunch of times. So how do you keep on consistent and focused and just keep on going? Yeah, I, ju- I just try to get at the idea. Again, we just use our own language for things, so we just kind of talk funny, but it makes sense to us. Um, we're just trying to get, I try to get everybody in our company what we're doing, just in generative flow. You know, you're just at your best when you're doing what you like in a place, you know, there's moments when you're just, that's, you're the most productive, you're the most happy, it's the most satisfying thing to create. You get a bunch of people doing that. So we're trying to do that because we've got a very kind of process philosophy of what's going on, right? We're all yeah. working to, you know, each of us needs all of us kind of thing. Um, so I'm always just kind of concentrating on you know, so if some are lost in their long game or their day, getting back into just flow in, in the present moment. And what that means is you've got it set up that you're mid-game and what you're doing and what you're focusing on and what you like. And spending a lot of time helps you in your bigger goals all dialed in. And so you feel a sense of like, this is right where I want to be, right where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And the more you can spend your day and strip everything else out, so you're spending a lot of time in there, I find everyone's so unique. That's where your most valuable thing is. And you're trying, I find, trying to free it up so you can spend more time there. And everybody in your organization can spend time in there. And it's like, oh, that's just what they like doing. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's, so it's like your uniqueness. Like you, that's where you're going to thrive. Yeah, trying to help. I'm trying to help you get into flow. And I'm trying to help my, the whole organization that we can all get into flow towards this nice, great, long game of getting more people to eat more whole food more often, which hmm. we feel like there's kind of a generational push behind it anyway. So we're with all of you guys, you know? That's where there's this sense of community of like, you guys are the ones that came over the hill, <laughs> as far as we're concerned, you know? It's yeah. like there's this group that we all agree that the idea is to get in harmony with nature, as opposed to, you know, we're more of a garden than a gold mine in terms of what's going on. And I think a lot of people have that as just common sense. Hmm. And we may disagree on a ton of little particulars, but that's the thing that seems to me that matters. And generationally, it only goes in one direction. So to make the idea mm-hmm. go yep. into an actual thing. Yep. So would you say research, reaching, doing crowdfunding? Uh, like what? Where mm. would you say? Because like just like I mean, I, let's say I want to do a business, but like what's like step yep. one? Like how yeah, do you yeah. get those investors interested? How do you do the like what is that about? Yeah, yeah. I mean a lot, a lot of different ways. Often start where you are. Often like people who want to do something, they'll have either there's like a short game emotion. There's just something that bugs them. They don't know what it is, but it's just I don't want this and I don't want that. But they don't have a a clear instead. Um, often what they need is just a long game to aim for a story that not that shows how they can start from where they are to how they want to get there. And if you don't have a story, or if you just have part of it, I think your long game has three parts. You've got your goal, the end thing that you want. And then you've got your role, your your job. What relationship do you want to do? Are you the hero? Are you the sidekick? Are you the clown? Are you the, what role do you want to play? You don't have to always be, be whatever role you want to be. And there'll be a certain role that speaks to you guys. Not everybody likes business and entrepreneur stuff because they don't want to be the leader, center of attention kind of role. I do, I'm an introvert. I don't like it either, you know? Um, But you can, but, you know, leadership just requires that you make sure that there is leadership. You don't have to always be the rah-rah kind of guy. So surrounding yourself with a good team that they're their experts at the... Yeah, and and a story you're dying to step into, and then you realize at some point, oh, I'm not at the beginning of this story. I'm at the middle. Hmm. That your whole life was building you up to be here, and you're like, oh, that you can't, you're, where you're headed is pretty clear at some point. Mm. And then you realize all that stuff you thought was just wasting time when you were a little kid or whatever, that was building all your unique stuff and all the good stuff is in there. 
later, once you kind of get everything organized, you're going to draw mm. from that mm. pile, I think. Um, so I think getting that, that's, and that's just all narrative in your head, but a lot of it, people don't, don't believe that they can do it. Mm. So they keep, it, it's hard for a lot of people to have any kind of ambitious long game that they can really, but for whatever reason, because they look around their mid game and they're like, who am I kidding? Yeah. Um, but so I think you've got to just make it step by step by step. That's why kind of all the short game disciplines are so helpful to start. Start with yoga. Start with exercise. Start with juicing. Start with start where you are. Um, because so like building calluses in your mind yeah. to know that you're strong enough to yeah. go to take the next. Well, if you get your short game strong enough, you know, boom, That's your mid you game are. will clean up. If your mid game and short game are strong, you'll, you'll, it'll all come together. As it, as it does, but if you want to speed it up, mm -hmm. just consciously note that you're trying to improve them simultaneously. And then a lot of advice that you see makes sense. You're like, oh, that's long game advice, that's mid game advice, that's short game advice. And it's all true, but it's easy to get overwhelmed. Do you it think too. it's talking about it or figuring that out or writing it down? What, what do you think? It just D depends Different on people, I kind of went over, you know, it, it, Different ways, different ways to do it. But in the end of the day, there are those departments you have to deal with, you know, and they don't overlap. No amount of getting your long game straight is doing chin-ups, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and no amount of doing chin-ups is cleaning your room. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just they got to happen together. And, uh, and if you're going to do all those things, each one of those activities, if you want to do it, you want to do it like, hey, chin-ups, hey, cleaning my room, right? You're delighted to be there at each moment. Then that path that you've stepped isn't a bunch of trudgeries where you're going uphill. No, no, no. I started uphill. I'm going downhill. Mm. And the experience of it is, is different, you know, where you can experience the whole thing. It's not just the classic case. Of get, you get there at the end and you're exhausted. Yeah. You've been having a wonderful time the whole, t the whole time. There you go. So I mean, finding your passion for sure. I think so. And then designing your lifestyle the way you want it. And you'll have a default that's just the way everyone else does it. But you don't have to do it that way. Uh, and I remember as a kid, if you think if you, if you want what everyone else want, you know, has, do what everyone else does. But if you want something different, it's going to be different. And it's going to be maybe not obvious what it is or everyone else would have figured it out. Um, but just that freedom. And then what it is that you're messing with, you, it's your short game, it's your mid game, it's your do whatever you want, you know. And the more it reflects you, I think you actually have more power in the 20th century. I mean, who needs more clones of the same people? If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us some positive feedback on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. By doing this, you'll be helping get messages about inspirational, positive, plant-powered living into people's earbuds. Till the next time, take care. I'll look forward to seeing you soon.